Hello and welcome to the Inter Show. My name is Anthony and I will be relieving the duties of our fearless leader, Andrew, who has taken a much-deserved holiday with his family at the moment. Due to Andrew consistently hosting the show each edition, no one has really had the opportunity to thank him properly for all his hard work and dedication to the Inter Show. So from all of us here and the listeners, I'd like to take the first opportunity to thank Andrew and we look forward to hearing him return. So all the best, mate. Cheers. I'm joined by a couple of guests today. Very excited to have Leon back with me. Leon, how are you, my friend? Not too bad. Ready for Sunday. How are you? Uh, awesome. Very, very ready. Could not be more ready. And we have a new special guest with us today. We have Carlo. Carlo, thank you very much for joining us. Why don't you take a little bit of time to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you became an interester. Hello guys, uh, I'm Carlo from uh, Rome. Uh, very excited to, to be with you tonight. Tonight for me, <laughs> obviously. And uh, very, very nervous for, um, for the big match of Sunday. Lovely. Uh, unfortunately, Alessandro couldn't join us tonight, but uh, the next time we have Cudlow and Alessandro on together, they will be hosting a small small segment at the end of the podcast in Italian. So we look forward to that. So keep your ears ready for that in the future, listeners. All right. Keeping conscious of the time this week, let's just dive straight into what's important. It is the David della Madonnina this morning. Uh, sorry, not this morning, this weekend. Uh, look, I'm already ready. I'm waking up thinking about it every single morning, every single minute of the day. I would stay, still say I am pretty nervous for this fixture, but I do feel as though our boys, our ragazzi, may have the upper hand tactically and technically. I'm going to throw it out to the boys here on the pod first before I start to talk. So we'll start with you, Leon. What are your thoughts, your emotions, and maybe your prediction as well going into the huge one this weekend? Yeah, I mean, as always, you know, with the Derby, you can just throw out records out the window, pass form out the window. Uh, it's always a tense match. It's always a close match with the random, you know, blowout here and there, uh, like the 4 nothing and stuff like that. Um, I think what it's going to boil down to is is how, how we defend the strikers. You know, it, it, all eyes are focused on the card with Higuain, as they should be. They're two of the best strikers in Serie A. Um, and and the, the defense and how you hold them is going to be what wins this match. And that's why I give the, the nod to our boys. Um, I will take Skinyar and DeVry over whoever they're putting out there in that team. I'm not, I don't think Romagnoli's back. I don't think Caldara's back. Uh, seems to be a weak back line right now. Yeah, well, I'm having a look at what the predicted lineup is for Milan going into the match. And you're right, Romagnoli is, is definitely looking out. At the moment, they're doubtful and Caldara as well. So they're looking to line up with Musaccio and Zapata as their two centre-backs. So I definitely know who I'd prefer, um, strangle-holding my defence. But, you know, uh, we don't want to run our tongues a little bit too early. Thanks, Leon. Carlo, very interested to hear. What are your thoughts going into the Milanese derby this weekend, mate? Uh, I think uh, we arrive uh, to this match uh, uh, better. We have uh, uh, more quality than, uh, than Milan. And uh, we uh, we we fa- find uh, finally uh, a, a, a good uh, a, a good play. So uh, in in um, at the, the beginning of the season uh, we we have bad results in uh, in in, uh, in Serie A. You you remember for sure. Uh, but uh, uh, since we 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 win, we won against uh, Tottenham. And uh, I was at uh, at San Siro. Was an amazing, 
an amazing night and something has changed in uh, in the in the mind of of the players so i think we can uh, do a, a very very good match sunday night thank you very much i would have to agree with both of you i think that we do carry a little bit more form going into this match. I also feel as though that with the, the hype and with Milan, maybe, yeah, they've won a couple of games on the bounce, but they're still not where they want to be on the Serie A ladder. Their fans and especially their manager, Gattuso, will be looking at their position and saying, you know, we need three points from this derby. This isn't a Milan team that is going to sit back and say, oh, you know, Inter, uh, uh, you know, better built up for the derby. They look better than us. We're going to sit back and maybe let them play into our hands. Yanaro Gattuso does not strike me as that kind of coach. He was that tenacious as a player, always going for the win. He bleeds that Milan crest on his heart. He's going for the win in the derby, in my opinion. And I personally think that may play into Spalletti and Inter's favour a little bit more. I'm very, very confident in Milan Skriniar and Stefan De Vrij's ability to hold down the fort at the back. I would say the most threatening uh, part of AC Milan's attack besides Higuain is going to come from the right-hand side of Suzo. But I think that Kwadza Samoa is so much better equipped to handle the potential threat on the right-hand side from Suzo and say um, any of our fullbacks last season. So I'm a little bit more confident being able to defuse Milan's attack, but obviously Gonzalo Higuain can strike from left, right, centre any time. Gentlemen, in terms of a couple of key matchups in the match, as I said, I'm looking forward to Asamoah trying to hold down the fort against Suzo. Um, we'll go with Leon first. Are there any other potential matchups in either starting 11 that you're looking forward to on the pitch on Sunday? Yeah, not going head-to-head, -head, um, but let's see who can make the least mistakes in goalkeeper. Um, I mm. feel like Ken Donovic and, and Donnarumma both let in some some pretty easy goals sometimes. Uh, I'd like to see that. You know, I'd like to see our, our player, Ken Donovic, you know, kind of get, get going to diving, get his positioning correct. Um, they kind of let in some goals here and there, which I, I'm not too happy with. Uh, and also, I'd like to see Raja. You know, he's, he's on late. I'm really excited to see what he can do against this defense. Absolutely. And you, Cudlow, anyone in particular that's striking you as interesting this weekend or anyone that you're going to keep your eye on? Uh, I, I, I like very much Icardi. Icardi in, uh, in uh, the important appointment uh, is a, 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 the, the stunning, a stunning player. So uh, I think he can, uh, he can score, he can... Uh, uh, but in uh, very dif in difficult the Milan defense, and uh, I, I think he can be our uh, hero on uh, on Sunday. But uh, uh, the, the the point is uh, we have a, a very good defense, um, and our defense will front uh, one of the best uh, forward of Serie A, uh, Iguain. Um, this is the, the key point. If uh, our uh, screener and uh, De Vrij uh, will, uh, will do a, a good match, uh, we, we, can, uh, we, can, uh, we can win, definitely. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Um, we're going to jump into a little bit of a prediction segment here now. I was going to wait till the end, but after we've had a look at these key matchups, uh, Leon, 
you know, I don't usually like to make too many predictions, but we're going to have to do it for the sake of the podcast. If you were to give, like, give us a scoreline on how you think Sunday is going to go, maybe be a little bit specific on how you see the match going. What do you reckon? I, I can't see anything but 2-1 um, from, the, from the strikers. Icardi with two, Higuain with one. Um, I, I just think Higuain's playing well lately. He's going to get some service. We're going to keep him out, but he's still going to let one in. And Icardi, as Carlos said, He's going to be our hero. He's going to show up in big games and he's going to show up again. I really hope so. And Carlo, a prediction? Well, we can uh, win 3 1. I, I, I see a, a goal, uh, a one goal for Milan, but uh, we, we are stronger. So 3 1. Lovely. I'm going to go with 2 1 as well, but I hope it's uh, less suffering. But, you know, the theme of Inter yeah. this season and last season yeah. is, is suffering. So I'm prepared for 90 plus 3 plus 4 of suffering. I hope you guys are ready as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Cudlow, we're going to talk about a little bit of an issue here revolving around AC Milan. I've noticed that they've made a formal bid and it looks like that they are going to bring in Brazilian talent Paqueta. Paqueta, sorry if I've um, mispronounced his name there. An ongoing issue on this Inter podcast and something that um, Alessandro and Andrew and I have constantly tried to crack or decipher is AC Milan's financial situation and how they have been able to participate in the transfer market and still be so active with what we thought was a potential, not ban, just restriction on spending. Carlo, can you shed any light on what's going on at AC Milan right now and why they're, why they're still in a position to put $35 million down on a yeah. Brazilian attacking central midfielder. Yeah, um, for my uh, information, uh, Milan uh, reached uh, an agreement with uh, Flamengo, the Brazilian team, uh, to, um, to, to uh, engage uh, Paqueta, Lucas Paqueta, in January. How uh, this operation could, could fit uh, the um, the prescription of uh, financial fair play, but uh, is uh, simple to to say because uh, um, is a question of payment. So uh, the Milan uh, will pay uh, to Brazilian club five million of euro now, but uh, the the um, the the, um, the complex amount of the operation is thirty. Five millions. So how how Milan can can pay the the remaining thirty million dollars? Uh, it's simply to say in three um, in three different uh, payments, uh, 15, 15 um, million of euro in two thousand and nineteen. 10 in 2020 and 5 in 2021. So, um, is uh, a question of, uh, of balance, of, um, uh, of, uh, so, uh, of club balance. If Milan uh, can uh, spread, spread his payment in several years, uh, the, the AC Milan will respect the uh, the orders of uh, of UEFA. Okay, very good. Thanks for clearing that up. So it's kind of an instalment procedure where they're going to hope that they still perform well enough or adequately over the next two seasons or so in order to make those payments as easy as possible, I'm assuming. Yeah. 
All right, sounds good. Um, we're going to jump into a, another segment here. Now, just having a look at a couple of the players that are looking to start for Inter. I'm moving back to the derby now. Marcelo Brozovic has been cleared 100% fit to start, which I think is the most important thing for our starting lineup on the weekend. However, I want to move into an article that I read this morning on Football Italia. It seems as though Antonio Candreva may be coming in to start for us on the right-hand side again. Leon, what are your thoughts on Antonio starting? And I'm pretty sure the motive behind this is to rest Matteo Politano for the fixture against Barcelona a few days later. I mean, I don't know if my opinion matters because Contreras is going to start every game, no matter what he does. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I don't think it's as bad as people think. Um, he, he does, he has played in big games before. He has done this before. I think it might be a little bit much pressure on Politano um, to play in something this big, this meaningful. Uh, so I don't think it's as bad as people think. Contreras played in Milan derbies before. He's played in the Roma Lazio derbies. You know, he's... He's been in these big games, so I, I, I mean, I hope he plays well. I think he will play well, but I don't think he will be adversely affected as other players might be. Yeah, I would agree. I would say that his level of experience and his perception in this fixture um, does bring some certain valuable qualities. You know, I think he scored twice uh, in two derbies recently before. Um, I don't think it's as bad as everybody is making out to be. People need to understand that we have these players on a rotational roster for a reason. And yeah, it's very easy to get lost in the hype of the Milan derby. But the fact of the reality is that only three nights after that, we're going to be playing FC Barcelona, arguably one of, if not the best team in the world. So we really have to keep one eye on our squad and on our fitness levels. Carlo, what are your thoughts on Antonio Candreva? Because we have very mixed opinions on this podcast about many of our players, but Candreva is probably one of the ones that is more consistently berated on the pod. So what are your thoughts on Antonio? Do you still like to see him put on an intershirt? I think the point is uh, Antonio needs to, to feel the, um, the, the support of, uh, of uh, the, the, the coach. Um, and Spalletti, in this way, is very clever to, to support the, the less confident players. Uh, we have seen uh, some, uh, some examples. Uh, I, I don't know, Nagatomo, for example, do you remember last, uh, last year? Uh, Spalletti uh, contributes uh, to, uh, to, uh, to go up the... Uh, the that player and uh, this year uh, the the coach uh, is uh, uh, is getting uh, is reaching to uh, to um, go up also uh, the the um, the role of uh, of Candreva. Uh, I think uh, it can uh, it can be useful for uh, for the for the team in uh, in uh, in this year. Uh, we uh, we 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 supporters uh, could uh, uh, was uh, like uh, uh, upset uh, for. Uh, uh, what Candreva have represented the, the, the last season, but uh, this season uh, he starts very good. So I think he, he could uh, play play well also also against Milan. Well said, well said. Uh, just to cap off and finish off the derby sector of the podcast before we move into one or two other things. 
Um, favorite derby moments, gentlemen. I'll quickly start it off. I've got two favorite derby moments I've been watching for a long time now, but these two ones stand out the most. The 4 0 for me under Jose Mourinho in the match where um, yeah. Wesley, Wesley Schneider, I think, was only in the country for about 24 to 30 hours or something. And there were even some fans talking about him not starting the derby because despite his ability, they didn't think he would be mentally ready to be thrust into such a big fixture. But he lit the San Siro on fire that night and that was the night that I fell in love with Wesley Schneider. I already knew how good he was, but I was so excited to have him. However, gentlemen, that is not my favourite derby of all time. My favourite derby of all time was actually last season, the 3-2 win. Um, I don't... Even despite Adriano's winner, Vieri's winner, Mauro's magical night at the Miazza last season stands out for me. It was a roller coaster from start to finish. I think Mauro's night last season is the perfect metaphor for Inter's entire 2017-2018 campaign. Last year's 3-2 win against Milan represents everything emotional for us last season. So I'm going to go with that one there. We'll start with Carlo. I would like to know what's your favorite derby memory or moment or match of all time? But I, the last derby I've seen at San Siro was uh, the, the derby of uh, treble of uh, Icardi. And uh, uh, I, I, can, uh, I can say you that uh, I go out from uh, San Siro at the end of the match crying because <laughs> it was uh, a... A, 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 an incredible, an incredible match. But um, a part of uh, that uh, fantastic match of the last year, I remember the 2-0 uh, at uh, Mourinho's time. Uh, you remember for sure when uh, Julio Cesar uh, take the, the ball of Ronaldinho at uh, the last minutes of the game. And we, in that moment, we all... Um, uh, feel felt that uh, that was the best inter ever, ever. So yes. that was a special moment. Yes. Yes, I agree. I, I think we all felt really indestructible in that fixture. I think this was the one where Mourinho came out post-match and said the only way for us to lose this match was to have six men on the field. Was that true? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. True. Uh, still get tingles thinking of that. <laughs> and what about you, Leon? What's your favorite moment uh, in the derby? Uh, one of them uh, is kind of a personal moment. I was at uh, Maldini's last derby and Inter was home. It was nice to see, you know, the curtain call he got where people respected the player, the person instead of the colors of the team. It was a really nice moment to see just that reaction. Um, and also, uh, for me, the best moment is Emperor's uh, Adriano's header to win it. I'll, I'll never yeah. forget that moment. That was really nice. Absolutely. Well said. I think Maldini is one of those players in the creme of the crop that it doesn't matter what jersey you support, you're always going to show, show your respect for a player of that caliber. Guys, that was a fantastic chat about the derby. We're going to move into a couple of other segments. Um, we're going to keep a close eye on a couple of players that are of interest to Inter. Jan Karamov is currently setting Bordeaux fans on fire. He's very popular amongst the French fans of Bordeaux. I think he has two really good goals for them at the moment, and he's starting to get his minutes up. Guys, what are your thoughts? I'll go to Leon first, actually. Have you kept an eye on Jan Karamo's loan watch at all? And do you have anything to say about that? I haven't, I've, I haven't watched his, his playing, but I've been following what he's doing, just the write-ups of it. I mean, on the, on the first pod I was on, we discussed that, you know, Caramon coming into his own 
is like an additional player we were buying, but we don't have to pay for. Um, and I think that's showing now with how he's doing at Bordeaux. And personally, I think he should stay at Bordeaux for, you know, for the whole season. Uh, he's, he's playing great. He's maturing. This loan is a win-win for everyone, for the team, for Caramel, for Bordeaux. Um, I, I think it's excellent. And I think we might have a great player on our hands pretty soon. Yeah, fantastic! I'm I'm so excited about seeing him. I was one of those play. Uh, I was one of those fans that wasn't exactly all for loaning him out. I think with the the constant rotation of fixtures, not just fixtures, very tough fixtures. I mean, come on, PSV, Barcelona, Tottenham, uh, in between a derby and Lazio. These are the kind of times where you really want as many players at your disposal as possible. Now, that's not to say we didn't replace him adequately. I think everybody was more than happy to see Kaita Balde come in but I just haven't been that impressed with Kaita Balde so far. I don't think he's hit the ground running. I think that Jan Kadamor could have carried some of last season's momentum into this season and been a more effective player than Kaita. And I think if Kaita doesn't you know, show something very, very quickly, um, the club's going to make a decision sooner rather than later to cut that loan deal because I don't think we're going to be looking at redeeming that $35 million redemption offer if Jan Kadamor is coming back in such good form. Carlo, what do you think about um, young Jan tearing it up over in France? And are you very excited to have him back as early as next season, would you say? Caramo is um, a player who is getting better every, every match. Uh, I think we, we have to, uh, to, do, um, to, to uh, give our compliments to, this, uh, to the club because this is a, a, the right way to manage the, the, the young talents. And uh, I think um, a, a, a player like Caramo needs to play. And uh, uh, because in Inter, uh, he, he cannot in, the, in that moment, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, it was good for, for him to, to play abroad and uh, go back to, to, to Inter the next season. Absolutely. Well, he did come out and say this morning that he doesn't feel like he lost anything at Inter he just wasn't 100% happy with the fact that he wasn't playing all the time. But in his point of view, I'm young and that'll come in time. So that's a very mature comment just from this young man. I can already see that he's got his head screwed on straight. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jan Kadamor come back for us. Um, another watch and something, you know, because this being our most um, active transfer window for such a long time, gentlemen, we were all very, very happy with the likes of Rajan Golan. Lautaro Martinez coming in. We signed many players, but we did also miss out on a few players. The media was constantly linking Inter with big names. Two of those names were Arturo Vidal and Malcolm. Now, focusing more specifically on Malcolm, who has had his agent come out this week and say that he is not only unhappy, he, he's really, really frustrated and disappointed with the 25 minutes of field time in the nine competitive fixtures for Barcelona so far that he's been on the team sheet. So both Malcolm and Vidal, I think, have clocked under 30 minutes each, and they're both very, very disappointed. Um, moving more towards Malcolm, what do you guys think about the whole idea of players choosing with their heart and not necessarily with their head? We know that anybody who is of a South American background is always going to grow up wanting to put on the white jersey of Real Madrid or the colours of Barcelona. But do you think this is another example of a young player maybe making a premature decision that isn't the best for their future? Uh, Carlo, I'll start with you. Um, could you repeat, please, the, 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 the question? I don't understand. The, the, I, I lost my signal. 
Sorry, no problem. Uh, Malcolm, you know Malcolm for Barcelona. He's very, very unhappy with the 25 minutes that he's um, played this season uh, okay. for Barcelona. Sorry, uh, I, I think we, we have conducted a, a, a fantastic uh, football market. So if you can uh, reach to Malcolm or uh, to Vidal or to Modric, it's uh, not a problem for us because uh, we are a fantastic group and uh, we can uh, go uh, very far in uh, every competition we played this year. Absolutely. And you, Leon, any thoughts on the Malcolm choosing Barcelona and, you know, pretty much rotting the bench and getting absolutely no time and being very unhappy with it? Yeah, I mean, you also have to wonder how much his agent had a role into that. You know, his agent wants to trade players to the big clubs, be part of that mystique. Um, it obviously was a mistake. You know, he, he would still be competitively playing for us or another club uh, and he'd be getting minutes in there. It's kind of hard to break that lineup of Barcelona. Uh, you've got to be really, really good. So. I think Malcolm made the wrong choice, and maybe this will be a, a warning to other people in the future. You know, don't just go to this club if you want to progress your career. Yeah, absolutely. And sticking with you, Leon, if Inter were to go into January looking to sign one player, is there anybody on the tip of your mouth? Is there anybody that you still want to see come in? Is there a position that you think between now and the end of the season that we can only strengthen and reinforce? It, it depends on the next couple months go, um, but our defensive midfielder, you know, I, I just, we need consistency out of that. You know, Vicino and Gagliardini, they have good games, and then they have some pretty poor games. I would like to see someone come in and just, you know, be a, be a pivot in that midfield and, and run that midfield. That would be a good signing for me. Um, also, you know, on the Caramoa thing, I don't know how true it is, but, you know, Gabby Gold's been playing well in, Bar in Brazil as well. He's been lighting it up down there. Yeah, he has. And um, unfortunately, though, as, as the games go on, his value to us does decrease, meaning that if we were to sell him, we would probably make a loss on the books. Also saying that Santos isn't in a financial state where they are able to redeem any sort of overall fee for Gabby Gol. So if anything, they'd just be looking to get him back on a loan. Um, Carlo, one other question that I was looking to ask you because I would love an opinion, you know, from an Italian who's been in Italy for a long time on the Gial Mario situation. Now, Gial Mario is a ghost figure at the club. Where do you see it going with Gial Mario at Inter Carlo? Do you see any way back for the Portuguese? But I think, yes, we can. Gial Mario is uh, uh, an, uh, an Inter player, so... Uh, Joao Mario could uh, could give uh, his uh, contribution, and uh, it, it is a, a problem of uh, uh, of relationship with other uh, with other mates, uh, club mates, and uh, and with uh, the coach. So, uh, in my opinion, uh, every every asset um, of uh, Inter could be uh, used uh, to to grow up the, the results of the of the team, and Joao uh, Mario could uh, could do his uh, his duty in this uh, in this um, in this way. In this Absolutely. Absolutely, Carlo. And during the winter mercato in January, is there anybody that you would like to see Inter bring in? Yes, for me, we can, we, we must uh, buy someone in the, 
in as midfield because um, uh, we have uh, yeah uh, Brozovic, we have Vecino, we have uh, uh, Borja Valero, but uh, uh, um, we need uh, some substitution because every everyone everyone hopes uh, that Inter uh, go far in the competition, uh, so we need the sub substitute for. Uh, Coppa Italia, Italy Cup, for uh, Champions League, if uh, we will uh, reach the, um, the, 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 next, uh, the next leg. Uh, we need substitution in, in the Serie A because we, we, uh, we, deserve, we deserve to be up uh, in, in the first positions. So... Uh, for for uh, to realize that uh, we need uh, a, 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 a more uh, we need to buy some more more players because uh, we are too 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 lost for for um, right now. Yeah, absolutely. We do need someone to complement Brozovic a lot more consistently and on a more world class level than Gagliardini or Vecino. I don't technically mind um, Roberto Gagliardini. I think his technical ability is quite good. I think he's better than Vecino. I'm just not too sure why Luciano Spalletti has constantly put him on the bench, even in Serie A. A uh, few mi more minutes left, guys. I think it's important to touch on the Barcelona game just a little bit because Andrew or any of us probably won't be recording again for another week or so. We are not going to get to preview the Barcelona fixture. So as soon as the derby hype dies down and the adrenaline wears off, we're pretty much going to have to keep one eye open on the fixture um, against Barcelona, which I think is at home again, uh, at the San Siro. Leon, how excited are you for the Barcelona match? And, you know, ha have you even started to think about it yet? Or is it just all on the derby for you at the moment? It's, it's pretty much all on the derby for me. Um, just because it's so it's such a big match and it's it's two days away, but you know the the game against Barcelona, it's it's great that we get to play them again. You know we're back in the top competition. Um, you know, Barcelona's results haven't been great in the league. I still think they have the edge, obviously, but it's not going to be. It's still going to be a close match. I feel. I feel our, our defenders are great. Our defense is great. Uh, Asamoah, Skinner, De Bruyne, they're going to give that front three of Barcelona fits. Uh, and if we can hold them out and catch one at the back with a Cardi or a Perisic, who knows? Absolutely. I think it's a great time to play them. I've, I've seen that they haven't come off the best from the international break that's just um, come off as well. They'll have a few players out, but, you know, with Magical Messi there, that's probably all they need. Cadlo, uh, you know, I'm sure you're very excited to be back in the Champions League as, as we all are. What are your thoughts on the Barcelona match? And just quickly, do you see Inter progressing into the round of 16? Yeah, I saw Inter in Barcelona uh, two times in the in the last uh, in the last years. Uh, every every times in uh, in uh, the, the age in the year of the triplete when you when you won the when we won the, the Champions uh, League, and uh, in uh, both time Inter uh, lost uh, without without uh, score. Uh, so. In this, uh, in this, uh, in this time, I, I hope uh, um, a good, uh, a good match for us uh, in uh, in Barcelona. Uh, keeping in mind uh, they are very, very uh, strong. Not like uh, uh, 2010, but uh, 
um, anyway, uh, very uh, good team, one of the better in uh, one of the best in, uh, in Europe. Uh, the the secret, uh, the the point, the the, the to do uh, is uh, to keep height the tension, the concentration. If uh, we uh, go to Barcelona thinking that uh, we we are uh, uh, in the next uh, leg of uh, of Champions League, we uh, we wrong. We we must play uh, at no camp. Uh, uh, as uh, like we 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 must uh, take points. In this way, we can uh, we can do our uh, our match and uh, uh, maybe uh, um, don't uh, don't uh, lose. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I think we definitely need to go there and try to take something if we um, if we think we can slow down the tempo of the match um, in order to try and sit back and let Barcelona come at us. I think we will struggle big time, guys. That's probably all we're going to have time for this week. It was a fantastic recording. I'd like to thank Cadlo for coming on for his first time today, and we hope to hear a lot more from you in the future. So thank you so much for coming on, Cadlo. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, very, very, uh, we, we have fun. Thank you very much. Grazie. And Leon, thank you so much. It was good to hear from you again, brother. Have a good day. Cheers. Thanks for hosting. Anytime. And I'll sign off by saying Forza Inter, guys. Ciao.